Hello, and welcome to Steel Wheel Stories with your hosts, Chris Jowett and Jake Somerville, where we talk about stories of collecting, restoring, and showing steam engines and prairie tractors made before 1930. Join us while we and guests share stories of the hunt, tales of restoring, and the memories we have made over the years. Uh, all right, guys. Now, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm Chris Jowett. And joining me is my buddy Jake Somerville. Uh, I guess here, it's, I don't know if it's been a week ago now or so, I kind of have this wild idea that, you know, man, I was, I've been listening to some podcasts and I thought, you know, it'd be really cool if there was a podcast with stuff that I enjoy, like more, like lots of people don't have hobbies of steam engines and tractors and all this okay. kind of stuff like I do and Jake does and it, you don't, you sure don't find a podcast about it. That's for sure. You know, but you know, I go through the day and I want to listen to something and I've enjoyed podcasts, but there's definitely not a podcast out there that I found that talk about tractors and steam engines. So here we are, we're going to give this a go. Um, I'm Chris Jowett live in Odessa, Missouri. Um, Jake, you want to say a little about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Jake Somerville for everyone who's doesn't know me hopefully getting some familiar listeners out there and hopefully some new new folks that will be introduced to through this um i live in uh mason michigan just just south of of lansing um yeah kind of kind of the same thing as chris with uh the reasoning behind this is there's kind of lots of stuff out there but um nothing that's you know super relevant to what what chris and i are really passionate about and that's that steam and and gas and really kind of hoping to just get some more conversation and um you know visit with people about uh about steam and gas kind of like what we do when we go visit guys places and uh gatherings and travel around to shows and you know talk about equipment and um the ways people were were doing things back then the way we're doing it now um yeah hopefully maybe even learn a thing or two yeah and uh you know I came up with this idea of a podcast and I was kind of nervous to bring it up to Jake at first. I mean, usually we're like pretty well on the same level about stuff, but it was still kind of like new to me. You know, I really talked about it and, and Jake just was like very receptive to what I said because, and I was, I was a little shocked at first, honestly, I was like, man, I feel kind of crazy for saying this, you know, <laughs> but really it just kind of stopped and we were like, yeah, I think we should make a go with this. You know, I, I hope that we can get some decent listeners and, decent feedback and the more we talk you know i think we both can agree that there's lots of people in this hobby that you know in some which ways don't know each other um me and jake yeah kind of went out and met a lot of people and know a lot of people from coast to coast you know but a lot of people like in his state don't know people in my state a lot of people in my state don't know people in his state you know yeah so i chris chris and i've got a pretty good relationship and, and that all started through through steam and gas and very very fortunate to have been able to develop a, a relationship really even outside of, uh, of the hobby itself and it's stretched into our our families our wives are two peas in a pod and um chris chris brings his kids up here and uh we travel down and, and visit with them and we enjoyed just spending time with each other's family and that that really all happened because of of steam and gas and yeah, Chris definitely. saying, uh, just as you were saying there, you know, we know you and I know folks coast to coast, and we've we've networked and 
we've traveled around. Chris and I have gone on on trips together, looking at iron, and you know we've we're, we're, we tend to be a little bit more social than I guess what I find with with folks up here, you know, relating to this stuff. But you know, we start talking talking about things we've done and in places we've been, and um, people you know asking questions about you know that, and I guess this just presents a platform to to share that and introduce people to, to other people that maybe wouldn't have had an opportunity to, or, you know, stuff along those lines. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people in the hobby, young people, to you know, what we call our old timers now, even that some of the old timers are dead and gone, unfortunately, you know, and it's just, uh, I feel like this hopefully is a good platform. We can bring everybody together and, you know, some guy that's just into the hobby could get to know somebody we've known for quite a while that may be considered a veteran in the hobby in a way, just to hear their stories and the things that they've done and, you know, the engines and tractors that they've owned and one thing or another that, you know, for me and Jake, it's kind of etched into our memories, all these different things we've heard from these different guys over the years, you know, and, and kind of put that out for everybody else to hear, you know, and get more involved and know more people and, you know, go to a show and say, Hey, I, you know, I really enjoyed hearing you on this podcast. Hopefully one day if we get that far, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Chris and I traveling around, it's, it's, it's almost as much about the, the people as it is the, the iron, really the iron to go visit, you know, people's collections. That's just kind of a foot in to, to get you in the door. And then <laughs> from there, it's, it's like you develop a relationship with these people. You know, Chris and I have got a, <laughs> Uh, a pretty unique story with with something kind of along those lines which i'm sure we'll get into at some point throughout these podcasts but the the people in this hobby we've we've met a ton of really really great people and you know that's kind of from like chris said uh coast to coast and <clears throat> something another collector has, has said kind of along those same lines um has said that he could be uh anywhere in the united states and he could be within an hour of someone that that he knows or someone that he knows knows if he was ever to get in trouble like flat tire or you know something along those lines and that's all because of the connections within this hobby oh absolutely and you know my wife constantly gives me a hard time of you know any trip we go on or where we go like you know we recently just went on a trip that steam engines were not involved at all and 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 it was great but at the same time that was always in the back of our heads of you know i wonder what's here and one thing another and any other trip we've ever taken has definitely, you know, had steam engines or tractors uh, plugged into some sort of the vacation one way or another, you know, it's just, it's what we love to do and, you know, enjoy talking about with other people, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to take advantage of being in those locations because you never know when you're going to get back to that area. And... Absolutely. So what, and, and what we're really trying to get to is that's what we'd like to bring with this podcast is just a, uh, some great stories. Uh, we'd like to get a array of different people. We would love some feedback. You know, if you'd like to be on here, you know, just give us a holler. You know, we, we'd be glad to hear from you and glad to one thing or another. And we'd just like to share stories from other people, share our own stories. Uh, also promote the hobby, uh, promote shows, local and sh local shows, far away shows, you name it. Uh, just trying to help the hobby out at the same time, you know. Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a kind of a persona surrounding the hobby that it's kind of a dying breed, and I'm pretty fortunate in in my area. 
uh, our local show, the Michigan Steam Engine and Threshers Club. Um, our our show is always kind of uh, included, but very inclusive of, of the younger generations. Uh, kids kind of from, from all ages, you know, from the time they're born, if they're in the family, all the way up through their younger years and into adulthood, they're they're involved with the show. Uh, they're they're running equipment. There's uh, there's veterans in the hobby that are mentoring mentoring them. So we've got a pretty good younger generation that's that's following and and keeping the hobby going around me. But I guess I do see it in in other areas that I travel around to that you know I don't necessarily see as many younger folks kind of coming up in the hobby. No, that's for sure. I mean, I was I've always been amazed uh, by where Jake lives and his area of how close knit everybody is. Because where I live here, I mean, there's really not a steam engine or tractor guy within 40, 50 miles of where I live. Uh, I mean, I basically have to go an hour at least uh, in all directions to, you know, go visit another person or go see another person that's in the hobby around me. Where Jake, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, his father-in-law is in his backyard, you know, his parents are far away, but there's, that's, that's just a small portion of it, you know. Yeah, I'd say with a ton of people around you. Within a, a 50 mile radius, you drew a circle around, you know, Mason, Michigan. Within a 50 mile radius, there's probably, I don't know, there's for sure over 100 steam engines. You know, not not as many prairie tractors in in this neck of the woods, but there are some. Um, but the there's collectors everywhere. I mean, when we hang out with someone after work on a you know Thursday or Friday night or something we're more than likely hanging out with someone that's got a steam engine and that's not necessarily because of the steam engine. It's because of the relationship we've built with them and they're everybody just happens to be kind of in close, close proximity to one another around us. So I, I guess maybe I do probably take it for granted a little bit. Um, oh, absolutely. absolutely. I just don't hardly know any different. It's, uh, yeah, really it, it's normal. It. Absolutely. It's, it's normal to you. And like, I'm, I'm willing to jump on the pickup tomorrow and, and travel there just for that. Uh, just because of the, you, you have a great community around you and everything else. And, you know, I mean, we've been going up there and visiting you and your family for, you know, I don't know, quite a few years now. And, you know, you guys just make us feel like family when we're there and everything else. And, and it's great, you know, and uh, not that we don't have that around here, but we're similar ages. And like you said, our wives get along great and the kids and everything else. And it just kind of all goes hand in hand to, make the the travel worth it you know yeah yeah that's for sure definitely inclusive of the the whole family atmosphere around us sure so i guess leading into that uh we both kind of like to tell you how we kind of got into this hobby uh for both of us we were pretty well born into the hobby uh my grandpa bought our first first steam engine in the mid 60s uh 50 horse case from stover missouri and that was uh, a project that my, my, my dad and my uncle and my grandpa did together when my dad was younger and, and restored it and took it to local shows and one thing or another. And my grandpa always did a really good job keeping my dad and my uncle into hobbies and keeping them busy and whatnot, you know. But my dad was always the one that was really married to the hobby a lot more than even, even my grandpa. Uh, you know, he was pretty devoted to it. He enjoyed it. Um, and then really you know, for a long time, we just had a couple engines, uh, till I think I was, I, I was, oh, I think it was 2007 or eight, I guess I was out of high school and, uh, I bought my first steam engine on my own, uh, 22 horse wood brothers. And then, you know, looking back from then, 
till now, uh, my dad and I's collection and what we've enjoyed and what we've done uh, has really skyrocketed. Um, I mean, we went from owning two steam engines to, I, I mean, I think we have 10 or 11 now. I, I lose count sometimes because lots of them are projects. Not all of them are complete <laughs> and running. We're always pretty good at keeping plenty of projects around, but uh, and what kind of portrayed that a lot is uh, about nine years ago now, uh, I went to work for my dad, which uh, he owned construction equipment services, uh, which some of you may know where we do our stamp oiler repair. And I went to work for my dad uh, basically to do machine work. And it's, it's transitioned to a lot more than that. So um, the hobby is not only a, a great hobby of mine, but it's also how I make my living and people that this is a hobby for them. They keep me in business uh, every day and one thing or another. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, I talk about my family and stuff like that a lot too. Uh, my wife, Haley, she supports me greatly. Uh, we have four kids, two boys, two girls. Uh, they all enjoy it to an extent. My oldest daughter, she's teenage years. Uh, hopefully she'll come around a little more to the hobby. Most of my boys enjoy it. My, my youngest daughter, she's just too young so far to really enjoy it what time will tell with her but it's just a family affair for us and you know that's kind of how we got into steam engines and throughout these episodes you know i'm sure you'll learn more about you know what we own and and how we acquired certain things and kind of the stories behind them we won't spoil all that stuff now but you know in a way like i said i was kind of born into it uh it was a choice of mine at a certain age that i really started to enjoy the hobby more um at all my brothers and sisters uh, I'm the only one that like is really devoted to the hobby, um, you know, and, and, and do the things with my dad that, you know, really take off and, uh, what am I trying to say? Really take off on how we go to the shows. You know, we do, we do the shows together, my family and my parents, you know, um, my, my sister and brother-in-law and, and their kids come around to the shows as well. Um, but me and my dad are really the ones that did a lot of collecting and uh, have acquired pieces and added to the collection and one thing or another. So, uh, Jake, uh, you want to tell us how your family got into it? Yeah, so it'll be very similar kind of overall theme. There's not a, not a chance I can give everyone the spiel on how we've acquired what we've um, got currently, but uh, just kind of how how we got into it. Um, so I'm, I'm actually kind of fourth generation, uh, into, into steam. Uh, we live in a centennial farm, uh, here in Mason and the, the, the ground was, um, acquired by the Somerville family in the, the mid to late 1800s. And, um, the ground was, was farmed with steam, not, not necessarily by our family, but the local thrash and ring, uh, that come around and that thrashed the, the wheat and uh, tilled the field on on our farm and my great grandpa he run around the on the threshing ring there that was a, a 19 port huron and a uh, 20 horse huber uh some funny stories about those those engines still technically exist today but the port huron's about uh 40 50 feet under underwater in a gravel pit on the north side of lansing and the 20-horse Huber is about eight miles due west of us, uh, and they dug a hole and they buried it. And it's currently under a, a church and a uh, and kind of a, a newer forest that's grown up. So they are technically still there. Um, haven't been out to see either one of them, but they are still there. Um, then for for a period of time, there there was no steam on the farm. They they switched over to gas and. Uh, 
my grandpa, my uh, Lang Somerville, um, some of you guys probably would have met him. Um, he, he's since, um, passed away, he passed away in 2016, but, uh, he got, uh, kind of got us re restarted and, uh, from there it, it really snowballed. But, uh, in 1974, he give, uh, uh, my dad, Tim and his brother, Scott, uh, they're, they're two years apart. Uh, they were, uh, they were given kind of a uh, an ultimatum on my dad's eighth birthday uh, in in 1974. Yeah, sorry, Dad, if you're going to listen to this, I'll date you a little bit. But um, yeah, 1974, eighth eighth birthday. Uh, Grandpa gives uh, my dad and Scott um, uh, kind of a, an ultimatum. He said uh, we can do an in ground swimming pool, we can go to Disney World, or I can go over and buy this steam engine. And the boys kind of looked at each other and didn't bat an eye, and they said the same engine. So they bought a uh, technically a 22 horse uh, advanced Rumley, the 1917. So in the catalog there, it's 22 horse, but 9 by 11, 20 horse Universal. Um, they they run and run and run that. Uh, got it fixed up, and they, yeah, they just they burnt every fence post and every stick out of the, out of the fence line and. Um, they really run that engine to death. Uh, so from there, in, in 1974, kind of fast forward however many years that is, 50-some years, um, we still have that 20-horse that universal today. Um, we we now have 21 steam engines here on, on the farm and, and counting. Um, so like, kind of like Chris said, I'm sure there'll be times throughout this podcast where I can share some of the the story behind those um, been a lot of fun collecting them. There's been a lot of really, uh, really fun adventure with with acquiring them and, and working on them, showing them, and uh, yeah, met a lot of really great people. Way, absolutely. And I guess it's kind of I didn't really realize until we both started talking there, even though I knew it, is that you know we both just told stories about how basically our families got started in steam. Um, you know, this podcast, we said that we were going to talk about steam engines and prairie tractors. And and also in the description, you know, basically the emphasis was on pre-1930 stuff. Um, so both of our families got started in steam engines. Uh, and then at some point, we all kind of took a turn here and, you know, went towards the prairie tractor stuff a little bit. Um, my dad and I had a little, a little bit earlier than Jake. Um, you know, just a kind of little bit of backstory is that my dad had always told me a, a story that there was this, uh, oh, it was a store uh, in Independence, Missouri that kind of, the way I've heard, the name of the place was Wild Woodies, and they just sold everything from what I, my dad says. I mean, they had a music store, they had a pet store, the automotive parts, I mean, you name it. But anyways, in the parking lot, there was a 3060 Altman. And my dad, you know, he, he always said he'd like to have a 3060 Altman Taylor. He thought he remember playing on that one when he was a kid. A uh, little bit more back to that is when my dad was right after they bought the 50 case, um, there was a 4080 Avery tractor that was listed in the Kansas City Star for sale uh, that was in Strasburg, Missouri. And my grandpa and dad, they went and looked at the thing. Uh, I think at the time, my dad will correct me if he listens to this, I thought it was $4,500 that they were asking for in the 60s. And at the time, my grandpa had just bought that 50 case, uh, kind of. I'm, I'm sure kind of overextended his, his spending at the time to buy that. And, you know, buying the Avery just wasn't something that was in the game. So, you know, then again, we, we never had a prayer tractor or a gas tractor. 
so back up oh five or six years ago and my dad uh finally got a chance at an auction to buy a 36 gallon metallic so that was kind of our big first big prairie tractor per se we had a couple lightweight rumleys for a few years before that that we like that but that was kind of our entrance into the prairie tractor world and since then we've gotten a few more and stuff like that so uh just to kind of you know let everybody know that this is going to be about tractor or steam tractor steam engines and prairie tractors so uh you know jake kind of has a similar story that how they finally got into the tractors and broke away from the steam even though i'm sure it was really hard for him yeah and we're probably just a little dissimilar because we've we're pretty uh, yeah pretty straightforward with the the steam stuff it was you know, everybody listening to this, they're gonna, you know, there's kind of there's steam guys and there's gas tractor guys. You know, that's just kind of like the Ford and Ford and Chevy of the the hobby. You know, and uh, you know, every once in a while, you'll get you know a collector that's you know really well versed and diversified in in steam and gas. And as I've been traveling around the country, I've I've seen that, and I find it to be really really interesting and and uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for, Chris? It's uh, just it kind of completes the collection, makes them really, oh, really well round, really well rounded. Um, and I've I've grown to appreciate gas uh, as, as almost as much as as steam. Although I'll I'll still go pull a steam engine out of the barn before I get the 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 tractor out of the barn. But um, I guess I've kind of missed the 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 other part of my family. Um, so I, I married into uh, a family that also has steam. So not only is my, my, my lineage um, involved with steam, my, my wife's side of the family also has, has steam engines. Uh, my father-in-law has got, uh, got six steam engines uh, of his own. And uh, yeah, the, the venture into the prairie tractor world started with, uh, with him and I, and uh, hopefully my, my future uh, brother-in-law, the three of us have um, put the, uh, kind of put our heads together and um, made a deal on a 3060 Altman Taylor. And we got that home and uh, been tinkering on it. And uh, yeah, it's a new new ball game for us. Something different. Uh, something really different for the majority of folks that we hang around with up here. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand for me anymore. They're kind of one and the same. Yeah, it's all in good fun, and, uh, you know, I would say growing up, uh, especially when we first started getting gas stuff, is that, you know, our steam engine buddies would give us a hard time. Oh, you're getting those gas tractors, one thing or another, and then I kind of, as you were talking, it kind of reminded me, like, Graham Sellers, I mean, he was a, a well-versed guy in, in gas tractor stuff and steam engine stuff, and uh, just had enjoyed a little bit of both and had a little bit of both and, and one thing or another, and to me, it all goes hand in hand, and it's all good fun. Uh I enjoy getting the steam engine out and firing it up and running around the yard or taking to the show. And I also enjoy going to fire up or whatever and doing the same thing with, you know, it just kind of depends. Gas tractor's nice sometimes if you don't have a lot of time and, you know, just go have a good Sunday afternoon ride or, or whatever, you know. You know, you said, you said Graham Sellers and that's, you know, I, maybe there is a little bit of me that should you know, give, give that to Graham that he kind of paint, painted that in my mind going down and spent a lot of time with Graham and, um, uh, you know, he's, he had several steam engines throughout his, um, collecting years. And, uh, he, he was kind of the, the first one that introduced any kind of tractors to me, um, really growing up, everything around me was, was steam. And that's what my family was into. And, 
we go down to see Graham and he's got, you know, all these different oil poles. And to me, that's, that's what gas tractors were, were oil poles. Well, it's, you know, it's obviously a lot more than that, but Graham always said that you have, you have to let the, the gas tractor folks in with the steam folks because they're one and the same. They work side by side in the field and not a lot of people, um, you know, it's kind of the older generation from, from us up around, around me here that really opened their eyes to, to gas like Graham. So, um, yeah, maybe I do give a little bit of my open-mindedness to, to gas to, to Graham painting that in my head. Absolutely. And for me, like at the local shows around here, uh, like some of the big shows we went to and stuff like that for around here. Uh, I mean, down at the Adrian, Missouri show, there was an EOL pole. That was, that was the first, uh, prayer tractor I was ever on in my life. Kevin Johnson owns it still does today. Uh, that was the first prayer tractor I was ever really around. Um, there was also a few prayer tractors up at the Lathrop, Missouri show when I was younger. And then the fellow kind of started selling that stuff off. Never really got around the stuff a lot. Um, as I was maybe like 19, 20 years old, that, that stuff really started to take a spark in my interest. And, uh, you know, we had a Holt two ton, which, which still kind of smaller scale gas tractor stuff, you know, in the back of my mind, it was always, you know, it'd be really cool to have one of these big tractors and stuff like that, you know, and, and now we try as much as we can to take them to our shows. And, and one thing I had our e oil pole at the Lathrop show, Lathrop, Missouri show, plus the Hamilton, Missouri show, um, at our 2550 up at Lathrop, Missouri show and Hamilton show, um, plan on taking probably, you know, a tractor or two, uh, up there this year, they're featuring Baker at Lathrop, Missouri. So we've got to take, uh, uh, our Baker engine up there for the feature, but uh, probably take a gas tractor too. Um, and then next year, Lathrop, Missouri, they're actually uh, featuring prairie tractors of all make. So I'm really going to try to work and kind of get a, a pretty good showing uh, of everybody local. There's, there, there is some local people that don't take uh, engines to sh- or tractors to shows and stuff like that. So I kind of hope to get a little bit of that out for that show and kind of make a pretty good showing for it up there next year. But, uh, what's on your schedule for this year, Jake? Uh, any first show or first swap meet or anything like that coming up? Well, um, in years past, uh, there's kind of probably, I don't know, three or four shows that we kind of religiously, if you will, or religiously go to them, uh, whether we take a, an engine or not. There's probably two shows that we religiously take, take engines to, um, you know, would take a, engine to uh well i guess a engine several engines to the mason show here uh right in mason and then uh, we we've taken an engine to to national thresher association in wasian ohio for oh uh, i don't know it's probably been the last 10 years i guess we've we've had an engine there and then before that it's probably i don't know every two or three years we'd had an engine there um but my my cousin and i we've we're old enough now and uh both of us interested in it and car- trying to carry this on and uh able to drive truck and, and haul stuff around on our own now so we've been taking an engine down there for i guess probably been about 10 years in a row now but uh early in the spring kind of uh starting with my my grandpa he he liked going to swap meets and picking up parts and you know walking around and visiting with people and uh kind of the first first thing out of the gate every year is the portland uh, Indiana spring swap meet and that's always been kind of a, a, a date to look forward to it's always in mid-bay and uh, we 
here a couple of years ago, a friend of ours got an RV and I don't know, there was eight or nine guys that piled in the RV and drove three and a half hours down there to the, to the swap meet to be there first thing on Wednesday morning when the place opened up. And I can't tell you how many governors and injectors and whistles we brought home from that, that first day at, at Portland over the years. I think that's on the agenda for this year. That'll, that'll probably be uh, the first place we go. We have gone to, uh, the Lesueur, uh Minnesota swap meet several times. Too. Oh yeah, that's, I guess that, that's a little bit earlier. I think that's yeah. I tell you, it's coming up. I don't, I don't know the exact dates, uh, but yeah, it's always been one to hear a lot of people talk about. Brad Smith, he, I know he attends every year. He's got to go up there and look for the new treasures and one thing and another. But I, I've never made it up there. Man, it's big. It yeah. is big. You you better wear your walking shoes and bring a raincoat because it ninety nine percent of the time is going to rain. You, but, you see lots of pictures. Either it's a rain out or it's a good one. Or I don't One of them years here, a couple of years ago, they had snow so bad they canceled it or something rather. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. There, there was one, one time we went to the sewer. Uh, I could probably date it. It's, uh, <laughs> we, we stopped at some places on the way up, uh, visiting with people and looking at iron. And, um, there were some engines at this place and, uh, kind of left in the back of my mind we you know drove up to the sewer for the rest of the the weekend there and on the way back and it was kind of a little bit out of the way to stop back by there um but the guy had said that yeah this this engine was for sale um then kept it in the back of my mind throughout the weekend and um i guess this would have been like 2014 or 15 there probably eight nine years ago or so anyways uh so on the way back we uh we decided we'd stop back in there and uh i think i was i was a senior in college at the time and uh that's where that was the that was the trip i bought my first steam engine that uh yeah i'm gonna admit it on here probably regret it but (laughs) yeah 20 horse 20 horse reeves and that uh for some reason that was in my mind that whole weekend i went back and well got the deal done and had the thing hauled home and uh run it around for a little while and ultimately that one didn't last last too long before something else came up and ended up kind of trading it off and ended up with my 22 advance but that's uh yeah it's kind of one of those stories we were headed to sewer swap meet and come home with a steam engine there's always good stories like that along the way and i'm sure we'll get to share every one of them here hopefully yeah for us uh You know, we got swap meet. The, the biggest swap meet that I always kind of look forward to is uh, Adrian, Missouri swap meets. Um, it's next weekend, uh, March 24th, 25th. Uh, hopefully we get this posted before the swap meet. Uh, it's one that I've always looked good, forward to. I don't make it every year, uh, but they always have a lot of variety and, and a lot of good stuff. I, I can't say I've ever went and not came home with something that I was tickled that I went and got. Not particularly always a lot of steam engine or tractor stuff per se, but tools and whatnot, you know, and it's just uh, really a good way to break up kind of the monotony of winter, you know, coming up and stuff like that. Uh, I seen the other day they were actually having an auction on Saturday, which is, is something I think they've done the past few years, kind of a consignment auction thing. Uh, I, I've never been to the consignment auction part of it. Usually we kind of went down on, well, for a while there, we were going, we'd take off at lunchtime on Friday and, and take a couple of the employees down and stuff like that. And we may do that, but I think, I think probably going to hit it on Saturday, go down in the morning or something like that. We'll see what happens. Uh, after that, yes. kind of the first show for us is, is Lathrop, Missouri show. 
which is usually Father's Day weekend and uh, June. Uh, I don't have the exact dates in front of me, but I'm sure we can share that later. But that's kind of our first steam show, first uh, get-together uh, for all the local steam guys around here and stuff like that. Um, you know, we usually that's usually a couple of weeks before that. We get one of our engines out and get it ready before we haul it up there and all that kind of stuff. And that's a show we've attended for several years now i couldn't even tell you how long and one we always look forward to every year the family looks forward to it because it's just kind of the first outing and getting the rv out or the camper out and going up there and camping out for the weekend and having a good time with uh steam engine friends you know yeah so i was i was talking swap meets we're we're kind of in the same boat we've got uh kind of our first uh, technically if you want to call it an outing or an event it's kind of a little private deal that uh, a friend of ours hosts uh, there's usually i don't know any, anywhere between eight eight to ten steam engines and we uh, uh bring a dyno over there and play around we plow a little bit and camp and just kind of have a uh kickoff to the season there that's the i think it's the weekend after uh memorial day but yeah coming up coming out of winter i mean you just kind of said the mon- breaking up the monotony of winter you know, we we like to tinker on stuff, and we work on stuff all winter, and we kind of really enjoy the winter. But oh, man, yeah, as soon as soon as that sun starts coming up, and the grass is starting to green up, and you see the buds on the trees, you start to get that itch, and you want to get something fired up. We're usually oh. we're usually sometime in the middle, early to middle of April, we drag something out and we fire it up, and it's kind of hit or miss whether or not the ground's all right to run around. But <laughs> heck, heck, we we'll we'll fire up just to watch the smoke and smell the steam oil, you know. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the first thing for me. You talk about April, you know, like my, my first big deal is getting the doodle bug out. You know, when, when the doodle bug's out, that's kind of the first breaking of spring. Like I feel pretty good about the weather. You know, it's not going to get too cold. Hopefully not freeze anymore. I got to drain the water out of the doodle bug, you know, and that's kind of really kicking off for me, you know. And with daylight savings times just the other day, you know, like I was I was looking out the window earlier, 7 o'clock or whatever it was, and still daylight outside, and it just really feels like stuff starting to come around and start tinkering you know and you and you talk about you know in the winter you guys get a lot done and we get a lot done in the winter and stuff like that too but you know what are you working on right now jake well just just before i sat down here to jump on here with you i was just finished uh beating tubes on the, the front end of my 30 horse advanced boiler i'm uh working on getting that finished up getting uh, uh those of you who do or do not know uh, 30 working on a 30 horse um simple side mount advanced project kind of well that's probably worth a, a whole another story in a, another yeah i, I definitely think we'll tie that here, into but... a, an episode there's <clears throat> a story behind that that uh yeah really make fill out an episode and kind of give go in more detail of everything yeah that one's that's been a lot of fun getting to to where i am i'm kind of to the point now where it's just a whole bunch of work but it's uh it's fun work it'll be It'll be worth it when it gets done. A um, whole bunch of hours put into it yet, but um, yeah, working on that. We've got the uh, Alton Taylor um, thirty sixty uh, gas tractor. We got the carburetor rebuilt here last week. Um, put a new platform on it this winter. Um, put all new um, clutch pads on it. Uh, the belt pulley needed uh, pins and bushings. Uh, clutch arms were all all wore out and. Um, Ran all new oil lines from the, the engine lubricator, um, a whole bunch of little knickknack things to that to get it ready for 
the spring it'll be this will be the first spring uh, or first show season i guess with the with the tractor so we're kind of hoping to have it in, in shape to where we can run it around at the shows here and uh here coming up this fall we've uh, our family does a, a fall sawing and, and plow weekend um folks from all over this area bring their um uh, their their engines over here and we saw lumber all weekend and we've got a 20 acre field real flat long fields three quarters of a mile long and uh, we've got three prairie plows and uh, we just go out there and just go have fun so we're looking forward to having that uh, uh 30 60 out i don't know what else are we doing i guess my dad's been working on a, a 12 horse case for the last two three years now uh that's that's getting really close to to being complete it's got a complete restoration on it and boy that looks it looks beautiful i wish i could share some pictures on here maybe we can share pictures we'll yeah i don't know we'll out. have to kind of figure that out along the way how that uh works out you know maybe we'll get our, our facebook page for the podcast or something like that we can i don't know if that's the easiest way to share or, or what but uh yeah it'd be definitely yeah. easy or, or you know very fun to share different things we talk about one thing or another you know yeah, maybe we get some feedback from some folks that are listening out there, see what they like to, you know, if we can incorporate some of their ideas into this and sure. kind of yeah, make, and it, make it work for everybody, make everybody absolutely. enjoy this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're thinking, we, like I said before, you know, working on steam engines is, is what we make our living with uh, today and so working on steam engines for me is, you know, it's an all day thing. Plus we're, we still try to make time for it, you know, at the end of the day or on the weekends and stuff like that for, for the hobby part of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure you'll hear me talk about things we're working on in the shop. Plus, you know, things we're working on of our own and stuff like that. Uh, something my dad's been staying really busy on and trying to kind of get wrapped up is uh, he co-owns a, a 10 ton case road roller. And him and Kirk Core of Concordia, Kansas, uh, or Glasgow, Kansas, uh, have owned it for probably one say the past years now, yeah. three or four years. <clears throat> you know, they bought it three or four years ago, I would guess. Um, anyways, uh, we completed the boiler work on it at least a year or two ago, probably two years ago. Time kind of gets past me. Um, and then here in the past, oh, just in the past maybe three months two, three months, the thing has really started to come together uh, between the boiler work already being done. Uh, we got a bunch of machine work done in-house and out-of-house. So really the thing has started to come together and assemble uh, and, and really take shape. And my dad is, uh, he's enjoying himself putting the thing together and I'm really enjoying uh, seeing the thing come together finally after all this time of parts and pieces and one thing or another. And See everything come together. We were kind of test fitting the the new bunkers that Dwayne Wood had built for the thing uh, over the past day or so, and you know I'm really ready to just put them on for the last time and be done, you know. But uh, anyways, working on that, and then um, we have a 4080 Avery that we were fortunate enough to buy back in uh, November, and uh, we've been piddling with it. We've we've had a lot of fun with it already, uh, kind of playing around, but. Uh, Ran into a slight problem with an oil pump drive and uh, getting that fixed up and fixing some other stuff while we've kind of gotten the engine, let's say, half torn apart, have the cam tower off of it and one thing or another and kind of got it a flung apart right now. I've been making some parts and pieces and hopefully here in the next week or two, uh, still waiting on some valve springs and stuff to come in so I can get the thing put back together and 
I really hope to take that to a show this year because that tractor's been a, a ton of fun. And then uh, besides that, I haven't really been working on much of our own stuff, I guess, other than the Avery and the Roller. Uh, my 18-horse Advanced Saga continues, as some of you listeners that listen to this might know about. Haven't really worked on it much. Uh, did get some brass for the jacket bands here the other day, and well, unfortunately, that's about as far as it went. So, but there is some, some machine work that's being done right now, so that's progress. <laughs> We're gonna call that progress for now. So, little, yeah, little by little. It uh, it's kind of embarrassing sometimes when I talk to Jake and see how much he got done and how much I did not get done. So. My dad's, <clears throat> we've restored several several steam engines, and we worked on lots of parts, and helped other folks tinker on stuff, and, you know, we, dad's always said, you don't have to get a lot done, but you just got to get something done. You know, these, these projects are, you know, sometimes they take several years to complete, and, you know, it's, for, for it's hard to stay, you know, uh, down a straight and narrow for two, three years on a, on a project to, you know, get something complete, so. Dad's always kind of agreed that, and I guess I've taken that to heart, and I do. I try to get just, I try to get something done every day if I can. So that's, yeah. Chris and I, we're, we've got a, a, a relationship that we bounce ideas off each other. We, we show each other our progress for the day. We kind of, you know, pick at each other for not getting something done or, you know, if we've done something wrong or, we send each other our, our little mess ups throughout the day or whatever. We have a laugh about it. So that makes, that really makes kind of tinkering on stuff fun and it motivates you because you want to, you know, oh, I got to get this done so I can show Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it always, progress is progress, but at the same time, it's a, you're always trying to kind of one up your buddy or uh, think of a new idea or uh, just getting something done in general sometimes, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's always fun to share. That's for sure. So. But it is, it's super nice to have a have someone that's either you know been there and done that, so you can ask them before you go diving into something that you haven't done before. Like this carburetor deal for the thirty sixty Altman Taylor. I've I'd never messed with a five ball Kingston carburetor before, and I was probably Chris probably thinking in the back of his mind, "Wow, these are really stupid, silly questions." But I'm like, I don't know where to start on this thing. I don't know how to get it done, and. Chris was a big help trying to, you know, get me to get through the thing and, you know, several well, other people I've talked through too, but it really helps to have a network that you can bounce ideas off of and ultimately not, not go through a, a learning curve of mess something up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's always fun to share and one thing or another. And at the same time, you know, like I always, we kind of joke around about the useless things that you learn that unless you share them with somebody, they're just useless things. There's something that you'll you figure out the one time and just become, you know, the absolute, you know, I know how to do this or I know how to do that of it. But unless you share that with somebody, it is kind of useless at the same time. Uh, you know, as for rebuilding that carburetor, I mean, I rebuilt the one on my dad's uh, 3060 Altman Taylor. Before that, I had rebuilt a few carburetors before and different tractors that I owned and one thing or another. But I mean, honestly, um, you know, another friend of the hobby, Justin Click, he really helped me through mine, and I'm sure he's helped you through yours also. And it's just, uh, it's nice to know somebody that's been there, done that, somebody that you know really takes pride in the quality of the way that things run and operate. And, 
you know, isn't afraid to share those uh, things with you on how to make your stuff run, you know, just as good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been pretty fortunate growing up that I've had a lot of mentors that have shared, you know, the ways that they've done things, the way that they learned it from, you know, their mentor and passed it down. I, I'm looking forward to, to passing down what, what I know, what I've learned from, from those, those people and, you know, stuff that, you know, people see as like this really big challenge, uh, you know, as far as even, I don't know, I guess I don't have a crazy example, but something that's a really big challenge to, to do something, you know, we've, we've done it several times because we've either, you know, made up the jig to, to pour a marsh reverse, or we've, we've made up the jig to, to bore hone or uh, to, to line bore a, a cylinder in a tunnel or, you know, some, something along those lines that we've got the, the jigs that we've done, we've, we've learned, and now we just do it. You know, yeah. some people look at that as like, that's Mount Everest. I don't, I don't know yeah, how I can get and, that done. And there's, there's a lot of people in this hobby that have the willpower to do things and they just need a little guidance sometimes, you know, uh, you say, well, I just did it this way. And then that guy, that sparks something in that other person's mind. It's like, Hey, I can, I can do the same thing, you know, and I could, I can get this done and, and, and do a pretty good job at it. You know, like I've been thinking about different episodes we could have in this podcast. And like uh, one of them that's kind of stuck in my mind is, is governors for, for steam engines. Uh, to me, sometimes some people think of it as this big elusive thing, like, you know, uh, how do I do this? And, and how is, do we repair this? And one thing or another, and, you know, uh, I've got a few of them under my belt and, and so does Jake and, and, and there's people out there that rebuild governors for a living and stuff like that. And, and really, I think a lot of people are very capable of rebuilding their own governor if they just have the ideas or we share the ideas of things of ways that we've done things and things that we've done in the past to, you know, figure out how to, to, to repair them and make them work well. And, you know, cause Jake and I both have a pretty high standard sometimes of, of the way things operate and a governor is, is a prime example of that. Yeah. And I think, I think people get a little caught up too in like getting something wrong and, the perception from the rest of the crowd or, you know, something along those lines. But like really at the end of the day, it's like, it's your piece. So exactly. It, yeah. It, yeah. I don't think any, you know, there is a little <clears throat> scrutiny in the hobby in a little way, uh, but I don't think anybody that's ever been in the hobby and that wants to listen to information from other owners that have been there, done that and that they've never been guided wrong or, or taken wrong by any means. You know, everybody's there to help and, and one thing or another uh, to keep the hobby going around and educate people and go from there. And another thing is there's there are several ways to skin cats when it comes Absolutely. to fixing stuff in, in this hobby. There's there's a right way and there's also 16 other right ways. So absolutely. And I, and I see that between you and I <laughs> a lot, you know, I mean, you talk about line boring and boring cylinders and, you know, you guys have a line bore set up. I've got a boring mill, you know, I mean, both of them do the same job in the end. Uh, uh, a pretty common guy can go out and make his own line bore set up. You know, they don't have to have my line bore or my boring mill wasn't an expensive piece of machinery, but it did cost some money. And, but I'm, I'm earning a living with it. I'm, I'm not just doing my own cylinder and then the machine sets the rest of the day either, you know? So 
right. there's there's I see that between you and I all the time, and and lots of times uh, I see a lot of ways that you guys do things, and it's like I'm gonna start doing it that way. That is a great idea, you know. That you know, even with my business, is that's more time effective, you know. I mean, if if it can save my customer a little bit of money, I'm all for it, you know. Yeah, and that's part of the of going around to visiting with folks is really just seeing what it is that they're doing and how they're doing it and maybe picking up a thing or two that someone's done that's yeah i i see yeah that's that's probably one of my favorite things is visiting with people and just hearing hearing how they're doing stuff and taking that back and try to replicate it because i very well may have that same thing i've got to do and on my next project which that's really kind of what we're looking to to get out of this this podcast is get some of those stories out there and you know you and i'll kind of poke and prod and ask some questions about stuff and kind of get the conversation flowing but really want some kind of just like you're talking to your buddy on your phone about uh uh you know what you're what you've been working on absolutely um i mean like i said we've we're trying to think of people that we can have as guests on here. Anybody from people from the hobby, the people that do this as their business as well. Uh, you know, we, we would like to bring that to you guys and, uh, you know, give you plenty to listen to. Um, we'll kind of probably cut this off here pretty soon, but like uh, me and Jake have talked about like the next couple episodes, we'd like to have a couple guests on here uh, to kind of, you know, give you guys some information from other people in the hobby and not just listen to us to yak all the time, but I'm sure occasionally there'll be an episode where it's just us to, you know, telling our stories and one thing and another too. We, we've got a ton of stories between the two of us and, uh, but we hope to bring you other people's stories as well. So. Yeah. And I think maybe out of that too, we'll see how these episodes kind of progress, but maybe we'll, we'll pick a, a topic or two that we'll, we'll talk about, like you said, with, you know, governors, you know, maybe we talk about sawmills one, one episode or, Absolutely. or, you know, something along those lines, just kind of keep it mixed up, but diversify the conversation. And yeah, if we could get some folks from all over the country, that would be, I think that'd be fantastic and really open up some, some networking. Yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of my main goal in the beginning was, you know, uh, get our stories out there, get some people to react to this and see where it goes. You know, I mean, uh, like I said, I, uh, I listen to a couple of podcasts while I'm working and stuff like that. I, I, I can sometimes put my earbuds in and, and go machine on a part and listen to a podcast or so. And it kind of zones me out from everything else that's going in the shop and I can really get some stuff done. And, and the other day it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, man, I, I'm kind of out of what I listen to. But in, in all realization, there's there's not a lot on, on these different podcast platforms that is stuff that I truly enjoy and want to listen to. Like nobody has, you know, a steam engine podcast or a prairie tractor podcast. And I was like, well, why can't there be? Surely we're not the only two guys sitting around wishing there was something like this to listen to. So I hope that I we get probably, some decent feedback. I think probably the closest thing, and there, there are some farming podcasts out there, some guys that just get on their podcast while they're out you know, pulling their implements around or what you're seeding or doing whatever. And they're just kind of talking about what it is that they're doing or what they're seeing. Sure. And, yeah. You know, there might be some of that. We might get on a podcast someday or while we're firing a steam engine up and just kind of talk through what we're doing on, on the engine as we're, as we're firing up or oiling up or whatever it is, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that's something I've noticed in the, in the few different podcasts that I listen to is that 
guys that make these podcasts kind of get networked together and kind of feature each other from time to time and stuff like that. So yeah, it would be really neat if we could uh, travel someday. We'll just have to see where this, uh, where this goes, I guess. So anyways, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed this. Um, We'll probably record uh, probably another episode before we really post both episodes. That's kind of what we've been talking about. We'll see what happens and and go from there. So, um, Thanks for listening to this if you made it all the way through the episode and hopefully we'll see you next time.